with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Back together on another Saturday morning. Happy Saturday to you. Ashley Frasca here. Eight minutes past the hour. So glad to be in the studio and taking your calls for the next three hours. Green and growing. I really appreciate the support and the encouragement you give this show. It's just meant to be fun. It's meant to... Help you learn. We're going to learn together, you and I both. Answer your questions, maybe get you into gardening. Pique your interest about something new, something that you haven't tried, whether it is houseplants or birding or gardening or vegetable gardening, which I know we spend a lot of time on, but this is just such a great time of year for that. So any and all garden questions, nothing's off the table, 404 872 And I know a lot of you may be rediscovering your yard after all of this. I've talked to a few landscaping companies throughout the city and they have not seen business decline. I can tell you that because your home office, it looks right out into your yard most likely. And you just think, okay, we've neglected it for long enough. It's time to do something about it. So luckily, I think it's fortunate that we, most of us are taking this as a positive opportunity to reconnect with nature and to do something different, to learn something new. So I hope that's what you're trying with your yard. And even if it's just trying to identify something, we can work together to do that as well. 404 Coming up in the show, of course, we've got Walter Wonders at the bottom of the hour. The old host of the Lawn and Garden Show, Walter Reeves, sits with us every Saturday morning. And this week was a good conversation between he and I. We're going to talk about when when products go bad. I know that's a big investment sometimes when you buy a lot of bags of grass seed or fertilizer and things like that, and then it gets put in the shed or the garage and just forgotten about over the years. So he's got a chemistry background. He knows when things decompose and start to break down and the chemicals maybe aren't as effective. So we'll definitely talk about that. And that's something that he's got a lot of knowledge on. And Linda Stouffer from Channel 2 Action News is going to join me at 7 o'clock. She's really excited to be in here as my celebrity gardener. So you don't want to miss that. And just all of your calls. And one of the first calls that I love to take every Saturday morning. And I have missed hearing from you, Nicole from Griffin. Hey, good morning. Ashley. What have you been up to? I know you're busy. I know you are. Uh, as a full-time gardener, too, but uh, the trucking is not, uh, it's air freight, so uh, there's not much happening there either. Really? Has that, that's kind of the new way, huh? Yes. Boy, they don't have the place, the room to park the plane. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of it, instead of going over the road, is air freight now? Air freight, yes. Oh. And, uh, but anyway, um... I hope everything is okay with you, Mr. Reeves, okay? Everything's, yeah, everything's great. And we are, I was just talking to him on the phone day before yesterday, and we're both social distancing, and he misses seeing his neighbors and his friends, but he's kind of got a setup where he can sit on the front deck and uh, just see the neighbors, you know, like walking down the street or yell across the street to the neighbors, and I do something very similar with our friends. So, yeah, I think everyone's hanging in pretty good. Yes, he's always got a yard, so he always got something to do or find something to do. There is always a long list. That's the truth. And if you don't work in your yard and you listen to this show, then you probably have a really clean house, like the cleanest your ever your house has ever been. You're spending a lot of time there. You know, you have downtime during the afternoon that you just kind of think, huh, I haven't dusted in a while. I'll do that, <laughs> you know. 
So uh, there's nothing to do inside the house anymore, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. because we're all done. But anyway, I want to talk about uh, cast iron plants. Aren't those cool? Nearly indestructible, aren't they? That's how they get their name. Incredible. And they are just tough like nail. Uh, many years ago, I went to a bank. It was a bank, and they love the water and they love the shade. Don't put them in the sun. They are burning up big time. So uh, I asked the people, they say, oh, take as much as you want to. And I went back maybe five years later, there was none one left. The bamboo took over. Oh. The bamboo was so tight, a cat could not get through it. Oh, God, I was really disappointed. But anyway, I had my share of it. So I had a big, uh, probably three by five. It took me forever to get out of the ground because the soil is heavy and it was, it was moist, you know. Mm-hmm. But I separated because of tuber. I separate. I probably get with one big, I probably make 20, 25. So I give to everybody that For needs it. What plant is this that you're talking about? Cast oh, okay. iron plant. Okay. Yeah. And um, the... Um, the the nice thing about this plant is because it is so it's green all year round and it's so tall you put it in a, a container in the middle because you need three dimension to make a nice container you need the the really high the low and the cascading to make a good impression yeah and um, it, the cast iron plant if you Touch the stem, it's got four corners. And uh, any plant that's got four, you know, really four corners, they're going to be tough because for some reason, I don't know why, but I learned that when I was in, in school. Anything that's got four corners is really tough and they love, um, they love to be, uh, they're going to be tough. They are. And I mean, not only can they like you said, tolerate almost full shade and almost drought-like conditions. I mean, obviously, we still have to water anything that's living and fertilization, you know, once a month, if not maybe every other week. But the temperatures, too, Nicole, I know they can withstand. Like, it's been getting down to the mid-40s now. And that may be one of few houseplants that if you left it outside overnight, you're like, oh, no, it may actually just be fine. Yeah, yeah. I put my tropical maybe too early this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, how are we supposed to know, you know, the second week of May that it was going to get chilly like this, for sure. Well, I want to ask you, since the cast iron plant is like a rhizome type plant, anything like that, how do you divide those? Well, really easy. Take a pair of uh, uh, snips and uh, just make sure that you get three leaves, at least two, three leaves, so uh, the leaves going to feed the rhizome. That's one of the easiest for it easiest uh, uh, flower to divide because you take take a pair of snip and just cut it. But you always make sure that the parts that you're cutting it into each have growth on them to feed back the energy, right? Yeah, and you get some uh, roots. You can tell the little roots that's going to go in the ground. and uh, Because the rhizome's going to take the energy and keep it. And then if you don't want to plant it, just keep quick moisture, mm-hmm. the energy's going to go back to the rhizome because it's tough enough to withstand. But what feeds the rhizome is the green, the green parts. You know? Right. And, and I love that about you, too. I mean, you are tr- a true gardener at heart, and you've always liked to share things like that that you have. Um, I think when I was cutting this this week, I was saying to myself, 
many, uh, when, even when I was a kid, I was brought up on the farm, I always knew where life was. For some reason, the life, you have to be in touch with life. And I knew exactly, even if I didn't learn, I just knew that where to cut exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you have it, some some people have other things, you know, but I always get really close from life, any kind of life, animals, uh, plants, uh, people. You just get to uh, go back to roots and just make sure that uh, you love life. Life's going to love you. Oh, I love that. I want to write that down, but I don't have a pen. <laughs> That's beautiful, Nicole. Well, so before I let you go, what else have you been seeing out in nature? I and mean, what are some of your favorite things to to see out right now? Well, um, it's time for the tulip, argon, things like this, and the uh, blueberry, if you're lucky, you didn't lose none. Uh, they start in uh, probably another month. And I went in the field yesterday to see if I can find me some blackberry. They are already red. Yes. It's going to take, it's gonna take another month before they turn black, you know. But that's time the year that you can recognize. I always go maybe uh, two weeks before they bloom. So I know exactly when I go back where they are going to be. Where they're going to be? Yeah, where you're going to find them, because uh, when it gets too green, you lose them, you know. But in their bloom, if you can recognize the bloom, then you go back and they already get in, they already get in fruit, you know. Yeah, and like you said of the blueberries, too, I have seen some that are ripening really quickly, more more so than mine, but some varieties that I guess maybe blue suede might, might be one, where the leaves, literally the whole bush looks blue. It takes on almost the blue color of the, the early immature blueberry. Like the leaves are blue. It's amazing because mine are just green and red and kind of boring. Yeah, they're different, uh, different kind, different uh, height of the bush. I know that about two last year when it really dry, mm-hmm. I lost them because I don't think they were uh, adapted. They were too young, adapted. And I look at this this year, and they won't come back, you know. But the old time, the old kind, boy, they've been there for probably 30 years. So they adapt, you know. But the new kind, you pay a lot of money for them. And sometimes they're not from, uh, not from this area. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth doing the research if, if you're going to invest in blueberries, for sure, just to make sure you get the right varieties and the right for your size, you know, for your area, if you're going to do them like I recommend them potted on the deck you need to make sure that you don't get something too large well Nicole we've got to get out of here I'm so glad to hear from you and your observations and what and thanks for uh you know educating us on the cast iron plant that may give some uh gardeners some hope if they have a brown thumb that's something they could start with and be proud of right all right all right Ashley <laughs> have a great Saturday enjoy your day we'll hear from you soon all right coming up in the next little bit we've got Jean from Decatur Betty from Tucker we want your calls too, 404 This is Ashley Frasca. You're listening to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Scott Slade here on your WSB Weekend. Enjoy Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca and Dave Baker's Home Fix-It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News Team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Ashley.
Thank you, Scott. We're back. 624, a weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Some of you may have seen hail a few days ago, and then, of course, it was just wet yesterday. It was wet, it was cold, it was gross. So today we're going to have a little bit of an improvement over that. Highs in the mid-60s. It is going to be dry. Lows down to the low 40s again. And, of course, in the North Georgia mountains, you're going to get a little bit cooler. So take precautions. And and I want to get into that, too, in the show. I want to hear from all of you what you are doing as far as protecting your vegetation from the cold weather or if some of you like me just aren't and you're willing to take that gamble uh sunday it's going to be in the low 70s sunny again and lows at night reaching around 47 down to 45 degrees so stay tuned we've got your complete weather forecast coming up here in a few minutes on wsb green and growing Growing with ashley frasca here's your garden to-do list this week So yeah, if you wonder what to be doing this weekend or even just throughout the week, you've got some extra time and you find yourself outside, these are good places to start. Just some basic things if you want to get something accomplished. Number one, look for gall. And what are those, you may ask? It's irregular plant growths that are stimulated kind of between the reaction to the plant hormone and a growth-regulating chemical from insects that come in contact with it. So galls can occur on leaves, bark, flowers, acorns, roots. You can see galls in a lot of different places. Roots, that's probably going to be a little tougher to see. But leaf galls rarely affect the health of the tree, so control is rarely justified. But an application of like seven at bud break can reduce the infestation of some galls. And those of you who have seen this kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, On my Facebook page, the Green and Growing WSB Facebook page, I'm going to have a photo album of different kinds of galls that you may have seen thinking, what is wrong with that tree? What is wrong with that plant? And now you'll know. So usually pretty harmless. And we've had some calls over the past few weeks about camellia leaf gall, where the leaf just looks swollen and doesn't look right. It's discolored. So yeah, control is just really removing that from the environment and the rest of the plant should be fine. Number two, it's time for the first fertilization of zoysia grass. If you haven't already, fertilize centipede lawns as well. One application per year is really all that's required, but you do have the option in centipede lawns for another application in July if needed. And for fescue and warm season lawns, both bonide infused granules to prevent disease control like dollar spot, brown patch, spring dead spot, apply after mowing when it can really get down into the root system and ideally at the first sign of any disease if you use something like bonide infused. And number three, fill the ruts and the low spots in your lawn. You have to make an equal mixture, though, of sand and topsoil. Over the years, a lot of people, especially with Bermuda lawns, called Walter and just thought that you did sand. No, no, you've got to do an equal mix of sand and topsoil. Sweep that with a broom or something to kind of flatten it out afterwards and let those grass blades come back up, and that should fix any ruts or low spots, and you have surely by now found those as you're mowing your lawn and you've almost twisted your ankle. So... 404-872-0750. 404-872-0750. We will have time to get to calls. Gene Indicator calling about neem oil on peach trees as a bug repellent. So neem oil is a very important product we'll talk more about. And Betty and Tucker, a good time to fertilize blueberries. Blueberries are different. The fertilization schedule for those is a little bit different. So we'll get into that. And hopefully your calls. Like I said, I want to hear what you're doing. If you ran out last night and covered the plants or how you're doing that, cardboard boxes, sheets, Give us some idea. 404-872-0750. We'll be back. Stay tuned. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. 
635, back on Green and Growing. I'm your host, Ashley Frasca. Heard Monday through Friday on Triple Team Traffic. And, of course, Saturday mornings right here with you. Learning more about gardening. Worked with Walter for about eight or nine years. So Saturday morning, nothing new to me. And I hope you've always been here because Walter was here for like 25 years for us, answering lawn and garden calls every Saturday. So that is not going to change. 404-872-0750. Taking calls, interacting with you. Betty from Tucker, good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? I'm fine. We missed the window for uh, fertilizing our blueberries. And I wondered if it would hurt them to go ahead and fertilize them now. That is okay to do. Um, They're not heavy feeders, and honestly, they take different fertilization care from the first year when they're trying to get established to then years two through four. So how established are yours? Well, they're starting to bloom, and they've been here probably 10 or 12 years. Oh, okay, okay. So you know they like the soil. It's good drainage. It's got the right acidity and pH and all of that if they're doing just fine. So, yeah, you can go ahead and fertilize them now. That's not going to hurt, but you probably don't need a second application. Um, And what do you use? What do you like to use? Holly Tone. Okay, very nice. Yeah, Holly Tone. Cottonseed meal is something a lot of folks use. Uh, Melorganite is what I use. So, yeah, just don't, you know, blueberries are very sensitive, too, to over-fertilization because they can get burned. So, yeah, if you have not done an application yet, Betty, you are A-OK. Is the morganite considered, um, how do they call it, organic? Yes and no. Um, Morganite is produced by a company up in, like, the Midwest, I want to say Wisconsin, and it's kind of based on a sewage. I need to do a lot more research about it sewage components really is how it's made so in that regard yes it's organic but blueberries are one of the only things that i have read repeatedly that it's okay for i personally don't know that i would put it in a vegetable garden tomatoes okra those kind of things and i don't know what makes blueberry plants different but i feel safe in saying it because i've read it enough for blueberries so in that case yeah okay yeah but the the holly tone is organic right you know, I don't really know. I know people are at home shaking their head one way or the other. Let me see if they have that certification. Yeah, a lot of times when we look at products on the shelf, you see a label on there, OMRI, and that means that it is an organic product. You know, Betty, I should... Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I can confidently say that now. Holly Tone is certainly... I mm-hmm. that it was at the nursery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it definitely is. Yeah, Holly Tone's a great product to use, too. Yeah, that's something all gardeners should just keep in the shed, in the garage. Holly Tone's great. Yes. All right, well, call me back when you've got some blueberries to share, okay? Okay. I love it. Thanks, Betty. Have a good Saturday morning. Thank you. All right, 404-872-0750. Gene Indicator, thank you for being so patient. You're on Green and Growing. Good morning. How are you doing, ma'am? Great. How are you? Uh, I have uh, a couple of peach trees that I'm desperately trying to keep the bugs from eating them up like they did last year. So Mm -hmm. I have applied uh, neem's oil underneath the leaves, what have you. I've treated them about three or four times uh, already. I may have over-treated. However, I can look at the uh, little uh, buds of peaches, and they're a little sap, sap, and I said, oh, my God, bugs got into them anyway. So what am I doing wrong? 
Now, spray regimens on peach trees and plum trees are so important to do early on as well. So like most gardeners can do an application of neem oil before the buds even begin to swell because that way you're getting any bugs that may have overwintered and are still on the plant. So did you do an early application like say back in maybe February or March? Yes, I did. That was the first thing I did. I, I from the uh, uh, from the uh, excuse me, from the, where the tree comes up out of the ground, from the base of the tree, uh, the entire limbs, I just saturated it. Okay. Yeah, and timing, it's all about timing as well, because even though we may be preventing the pests that we don't want, if we do it at the wrong time, it's going to interfere with bees and those other beneficial insects that are needed to pollinate it. So are you getting any fruit yet? I have some fruit uh, on there. Uh, on on the trees, um, I, I'm trying to salvage salvage them as best that I can, and uh, there are some that's just stunted, and they're not doing anything. So I just pull those off, but I do have several that's going to be uh, uh, that's going to have some size to them. Yeah, yeah, I'm just worried about the amount that maybe you applied, and then. Once the blossom petals drop off, which is where we are now, since a lot of them are already putting on the fruit, is another time to spray. But yeah, with you, will you send me pictures, Gene? If I put you back on hold, I kind of want to see what the interaction is there and what the reaction is, so I can kind of tell if it's burn or if it's something else, and then we'll kind of try to work together. And I want to email you, too, more of like the spray regimen from the University of Georgia so we know exactly when to be doing it. And as far as the quantity, that's usually, you know, pretty easily found on the label. But, yeah, just kind of making sure we get into the right cycle there. So if I put you back on hold, I want to make sure and just, you know, see what I'm looking at there and, and be sure to, to diagnose that correctly and that there may not be some other factor, okay? I thank you so much. I you are so welcome. You. Yeah, it sounds like you have just put your heart and soul into that. So I definitely want to make sure that we're kind of going on the right path. I think that's awesome. Thank you, Gene. We will get your info for sure. 404-872-0750. Bob and Marietta, hey, thanks for calling. Hey, thank you. Uh, before I ask, sorry about my voice. You're fine. Um, we have spoken before, Bob. Yes. <laughs> Before I ask about the moss problem, do you happen to know what causes the very pleasant smell after you mow your yard? What kind of smell is it after you mow your yard? Yeah, it's just a wonderful smell. A horrible smell. No, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Oh, you know what? You may have privet somewhere nearby, Ligustrum or Chinese privet. That uh, is just really prevalent right now. It kind of grows like crazy, and it's got little white flowers, and it may just have been builder-grade hedge or shrub that they threw in, and you don't even know you have it, and it smells so good right now. Okay, yeah. That could be. Okay. I uh, have two grave sites in my backyard for two of my previous dogs. Oh. I've got a little memorial marker on each of them with a picture and a, you know, some th- personal thoughts. Sure. One of the pictures, one of the markers, I think it's slate rock. It's got a smooth surface. Okay. But the other marker, I think it's granite. It's very porous. 
And for some reason, it's going moss. On the markers? On the marker. Just just granite, not slay rock. Wow, they like compacted soil, but I didn't know they would grow in granite. That's interesting. So we definitely want to control that, right, Bob? Yeah, because it's not sitting on the ground. It's sitting up on bricks. I'll be darned. Well, that's so I just wondered how I could best clean off the moss. Yeah. So because I, I need to replace those pictures because they kind of faded out. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely want to make sure it's in its best condition, right? And I was prepared to tell you how to control moss in a lawn, not on a marker, because... The three things that moss thrives on is that compacted soil, like a clay soil like what we have, and a lot of moisture and a lot of shade. So your area is at least, you know, dealing with two out of three of those. It's probably a very shady area, you know, in a special place in the yard. It stays moist. And moss can creep for sure, but I just really think it needed something to root into. So you've just got to make the conditions conducive to where the moss is not going to be happy. If there's any way to brighten up that area a little bit, let it get more sun, that's going to not only fix the shade problem, but it's, it's going to fix the moisture problem too. There are products that can kill moss for a short period of time, but nothing's ever going to permanently get rid of it in areas that you don't want it because of those three conditions. So something with a sulfate, like a ferrous sulfate or a copper sulfate, will keep it at bay just for a little while. Um, but man, I, Bob, I'm at a loss. If it's growing on granite and slate, that's, that's kind of crazy. So, um, yeah, peroxide would that kill? Hey, Jason, pipe in there. Yeah. Yeah. Peroxide would probably help. You can get peroxide bottles that have a sprayer nozzle on it and just try to spray the granite itself and see if that knocks it back. Is that going to keep it away? It'll kill it. Yeah. It works in fish tank aquariums. I was just getting ready to say I wanted to know what your knowledge was of, of peroxide. So there you go. So, Bob, hey, Jason answered your question. I <laughs> I appreciate the call so much, Bob, and I think that's really sweet that you're keeping up with that. 404-872-0750. And we even get open mics to the show as well. Folks use the WSB radio app, and right there there's a little microphone, and you can click open mic and leave a comment for us. So I believe that's what Mike did. This is Mike in Covington. I really enjoyed your Highway Hort spots on uh, Walter's time at the mic, and I hope that you can uh, bring that back now that we can get out and about. It's something that I would really like to um, have your input on as far as what we can take a look at on our Georgia countryside. Keep doing a great job, Ashley, and I look forward to hearing from you on Saturday. Thank you. So this was something that I had so much fun with with Walter when I was his producer. And what Mike is referring to is highway horticulture. So that was something that Walter and I did on his website and on his Facebook page and shared with you, try to at least every week, pictures of things that you are seeing alongside the highway, whether it's something that's flowering at a certain time of year or whether it's something with foliage that is just really eye-catching and something that stands out when you're driving down Georgia interstates and you're just used to seeing brush and pine trees and boring things like that. These are things that you would see. And then if you saw them in a natural landscape, just wonder like, what is that? That is something I could buy. That is something I could maybe use. So Mike, I do have that back up. We have, we have, you know, brought it back from the dead, the highway horticulture on my Facebook page, green and growing WSB. There is a photo album, highway horticulture. And as Mike alluded to, I have not been really good about it because no one's really getting out and observing much. And my daily pattern 
hasn't changed as far as Monday through Saturday, driving to Midtown, coming to the station, doing the show or doing my traffic shift, and then driving immediately back to Woodstock. Like, so I'm kind of in that rut where I'm just in the same maze every day and not really going outside. So I think my norm is is thrown offshore by just not taking the time to see things out of the ordinary. But I have kept up with that to a degree. I'll give you the backstory on what the plant is, what the history of it is, where it's best grown and cultivated and that kind of thing. So that may be something you want to check out. It is there on the Green and Growing WSB Facebook page. Look for the photo album Highway Horticulture. It's 648. We're going to step out and check traffic and weather, and we'll be back on 95.5 WSB. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta news and talk easing you into your saturday morning it's a few minutes until seven o'clock i hope you have a nice day planned you know i was encouraging folks on the facebook page yesterday to just get out and plant of course get out enjoy nature this weekend whatever that may be whether you get to go to the lake or just take a hike or walk through the woods and i got a little bit of feedback i'm not gonna lie about why are you encouraging people to plant it's gonna be too cold so i really want to know if lows in most of metro atlanta dipping down to like the mid 40s has put you in a panic 404-872-0750 i probably should be a little more cautious with my vegetable garden considering all that i've put into it but i just don't feel like mid-40s is going to do much damage, but I could be completely naive, completely wrong, and planting annuals too. I mean, I think that's going to be fine, but if I'm wrong and you are just doing something really taking big precautions against the the cold dip in temperatures for the next few days, please call and let me know. 404-872-0750. So yeah, speaking of that weather forecast, it is going to get cold again tonight, just like in the overnight hours. It's still 44 degrees right now. So the low tonight's going to still be in the low 40s. Highs are only going to reach about the mid 60s, but it is going to be sunny today and tomorrow even warmer, high around 73, lows around 47 and sunshine into Monday as well. So Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitz is along in a few minutes with the rest of your forecast. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top 3 things to do this weekend. Easy stuff that you could get out in the lawn and say, why not? Honey, let's knock these three easy things out and feel accomplished. Number one, now is a good time to fill in the ruts and the low spots in your lawn. Just use an equal mixture of sand and topsoil. You do need the topsoil as well, not just sand. You've got to move it around, sweep it around with a broom or something like that afterwards to let those grass blades come back up through. Number two, you can look for gall. And if you don't know what that is, G-A-L-L, irregular plant growth. And that's stimulated by the reaction between the plant hormone and growth regulating chemicals from insects that are there. So galls can occur on most parts of the plant. Most of the time we're going to see them on the leaves and on the stems. And it's just usually like a bulbous, weird, really deformity. So you're going to know it when you see it. But leaf galls, where we see them typically, rarely affect the health of the tree. So there's not really a whole lot you have to do. But an application of seven at bud break can reduce the infestation of some galls galls, because seven is one of those products that can keep some insects away. Number three, it is time for your first fertilization of zoysia grass and fertilized centipede lawns. One application per year is usually enough But you do have the option for a second in July if needed on centipede. And for fescue and for warm season lawns, use bonide infused granules that can prevent and control diseases. 
And a lot of you are going to start to see those in the coming weeks. We're going to get a lot of calls on things like Dollar Spot, Brown Patch, Spring Dead Spot. So apply any of those products after mowing and ideally at the first sign of disease. And you also want to keep a fungicide handy in the in the, in the the garage or in the shed as well because I think a fungicide may come in handy. It's been so wet back in like January and February. We had so much rain in here lately. It's been a couple times a week. So that means diseases for a lot of us. So coming up later in the show, we are definitely going to do Celebrity Gardener. Oh my gosh, I forgot to do, I forgot to talk to Walter. I sure did. So we're going to do that too. We're going to hear from Walter Reeves at 7.30 this morning. I will call him back up. We'll do Walter Wonders at 7.30. So that'll be a treat for those of you who aren't usually awake now in the 6 o'clock hour. You get to hear your old friend Walter Reeves and Celebrity Gardener Linda Stouffer in the next hour. So we'll be back. An update on news, weather, and traffic on 95.5 WSB. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.